welcome to another episode of Rolling Imperfection, the podcast for players and game masters to design perfect characters through imperfection. We cover all forms of game design, from interesting and engaging backstory creation to campaign and NPC development. Enjoy, remember to play what you love, and may your characters do something epic. Welcome back to Rolling Imperfection. Try to be quiet as we move in through the tree. Just behind here is a beautiful specimen. Beautiful specimen. Look at that beard. Steve, Steve, it's it, you. It's you scared it away. I I scared it away. You're the one that's talking. Point it at it. Poke it with a stick. I was doing the quiet Australian announcer voice. Uh, my apologies to any listeners from Australia. Um, <laughs> that that that. That, that's how they all talk. That's how you you can't scare an animal away with that voice. It's been proven. Science. It's science. Yeah, I, I was I was doing the Australian as well. I was saying, look at that butte. Yeah, but you said it like loud. I beg to differ. Okay, this is Rolling Imperfection, the podcast for making your story-driven <laughs> campaigns better. Uh, I am Kevin, the quiet one, and I'm Steve, <laughs> the argumentative one today. Apparently, at the very minimum, the loud one. <laughs> yeah, very minimal in the loud one okay well i'd rather be loud and then decrease my volume because uh, uh hopefully it sounds fine but, we're having audio issues today so uh yeah yeah we're having all sorts of audio fun uh yeah. if you're hearing this record it's it's honestly a miracle <laughs> seriously yeah oh god and i laugh fun cool all right so i didn't it's need to squared off at the top like a buzz cut or flat yep. top flat top oh, and wow. bottom oh oh boy yeah yeah all right, well, I will try to not be, because I'm the loud one. Anyway, <laughs> so today we're talking about a uh, a genre that's kind of like, kind of dead, but kind of not, because I have a bunch of like, well, I guess I have some recent example. It's definitely a genre that's gotten less popular over time, and that is yeah. the Lost World, which is different from the multiverse, which we talked about previously, and... I don't know, kind of kind of fits in with our last couple monster episodes. So, you know. But uh yeah, it's essentially a hidden place with an unusual environment and potentially inhabitants or maybe just inhabitants. It's it's kind of vague. Uh often it's said that they have like treasure or, you know, lost science or magic or something. Basically, a place that's hidden, usually for a reason, that people want to go to. Could also be like a rare species of creature or something that you might be able to sell as a sort of said treasure that you're recovering or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know how uh, how Jurassic Park we want to go here, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's um, it's an interesting genre. Has roots in the Victorian era, which, if you're a longtime listener, you know, is uh, an era I I like. I like quite a bit. Uh, if you're a new listener, welcome. I like the Victorian era. So, <laughs> yeah, but at least according to Wikipedia, the first one is King Solomon's Mines in 1885, which I actually haven't read. Uh, I've read his later work, She. Um, oh, sorry. H. Ryder Haggard is the, the author. He wrote both of these. But I've read She, which is, oh boy, quite the ride. Like, very, very of its time. Has some interesting stuff. Also has some, like... Well, that science isn't good science anymore <laughs> type of stuff. Uh, but basically, they find like a hidden place in Africa ruled over by this woman with magical powers. And yeah, 
that's kind of considered the first one, although you can always backdate it to a guy we've talked about quite a bit now, Jules Verne. Uh, and uh, his journey to the center of the earth is sort of a, it's like a proto-Lost World, I guess. So, yeah. Uh, but Haggard inspired basically the kind of early genre. And the genre basically will thrive kind of through the middle of the 20th century. And then slowly die off because we discover most of the planet. And if you have the whole planet mapped, where are things going to be hidden, you know? <laughs> Yep, kind of hard to have an adventure in mystery and discovering new places when uh, you know you get to the point where it's like, oh yeah, we have everything mapped, and then now today we have like satellites <laughs> and like scans of like the depths of the ocean and everything. So yeah, I mean you could there there are workarounds. We'll we'll get to it, but uh, yeah. there's also the Lost World, uh, not the Michael Crichton novel or the Steven Spielberg movie. This is the lost world by Sherlock Holmes creator, Arthur Conan Doyle, uh, which is okay. I've read it. Uh, it's basically the lost plateau in the middle of the jungle with dinosaurs. That's what it is. It's the clat. That's like the classic. That's why this entire genre is named after it. Cause that's like the stereotypical one. Uh, and going a little further afield, something we're probably not going to completely dive down into but technically, things like At the Mountains of Madness by H.P. Lovecraft are in the genre, which you do go to a mysterious lost place that is hidden for a reason and contains lost things. You shouldn't find them, but, you know, they're, they're lost <laughs> things. You, you so, don't want to gaze uh, upon Cthulhu and read Cthulhu's diary? No? Uh, no, no I, I don't want to find Relay and go mad. Uh, uh, press, press, get the fuck out to get the fuck out. <laughs> oh okay i was like press x to doubt what <laughs> no no i was like that is the wrong meme nope fuck it going into a new meme <laughs> rolling with it anyway yeah uh so yeah uh but it did the genre essentially was really big at the early to mid 20th century inspiring even things like the land that time forgot uh by tarzan creator edgar rice burroughs and the man who would be king by jungle book creator Ray kipling uh, so it had like a big start, you know, <laughs> big start a long time ago. <laughs> Most of these I are mean, very old. We've, we've discussed older, but <laughs> yeah, I mean, these are downright contemporary when compared to like fairy tales. So, well, yeah, true. I, I do want to point out we, we adding, uh, another single word reference to the list. So we have her, it, now we have she, uh, we can talk about them. Or uh, is there any other uh, we have similar? Talk we have talked about them with the giant ants. We have. Oh, we okay. Have. Well, then. <laughs> uh, mm. Yeah. I don't know. I just we need some amusing. masculine pronouns, I guess. Him, his. I don't know. <laughs> Are there movies for those? Or books? Yeah, probably somewhere. Presumably. I don't know. Presumably <laughs> somewhere. Yeah. I've never heard of them, but yeah. <laughs> they, they don't come to mind, but uh, we'll keep an eye out. Yeah. So, I yeah. don't think these are genres that you really see much of these days. Like. You have Jurassic Park and and uh uh I guess maybe Avatar kind of Avatar is more of a planetary romance. Uh a lot of this has been supplanted by by space travel. So yeah. I mean, this is a genre you kind of see in uh what is it? Uh Uncharted. Uh yes. A game that Monster is... enjoys. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say Uncharted is very much a uh, a lost world like adventure game so if you enjoy that franchise 
Uh, I still haven't seen the movie, but uh, that that oh, is yeah, the style either. of game. Isn't that the one where the in the trailer they forgot the audio? No, that's the mummy. Oh, that's the mummy. Oh, okay. Tom Cruise is the mummy. But yeah, as as you may have guessed, dear listener, it's a lot about the place. Yep. And a lot of a lost world story is in finding it and getting to it. That's actually like often a third to a half of the whole story. Um, getting there, a lot of the story, the, usually the rest of the story is spent there and then they like get out really quickly <laughs> a lot of the time. Don't have that that long road back type stuff. But as a GM planning for one of these, I would say it is very important to think about why this place hasn't been discovered. Usually it's because it's located in an unexplored or difficult area to get to. Uh, something like the Arctic or Antarctic, uh, which essentially is uh, like the Savage Land from X-Men. Not one of my favorite examples of the genre, but it's there. There's also Krakoa, the island that walks like a man from the X-Men that is difficult to get to because it moves. <laughs> you don't say. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Weird, right? Yeah. Mm, never would have thought. Uh, there's also mountains, which I cited the... 1935 film adaptation of she which moved the hidden city from africa to mountains in like russia or somewhere in asia basically and the entire kingdom is like hidden inside this like really cool art deco labyrinth because it was the 30s so that's always an option uh going for actually a more modern one in the in in shang chi there is a hidden city it's not really the focus of the movie because it's, you know, still basically a superhero kind of superhero kung fu movie, but it does have a hidden city. They do have trouble getting to it, uh, and it's hidden in like this shifting jungle that that's pretty cool. Uh, there's, of course, ones hidden in deserts. Usually those are like underground, but yeah. Um, or they need a special password like uh, in Aladdin. Yeah, although that's just one treasure cave, not a whole city. It is just but. a treasure cave, but yeah. 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 Uh, in uh, the serial The Phantom Empire with uh, Gene Autry from 1935, I know, using a, a very topical reference for all you kids out there. <laughs> it's uh, There's a hidden city like under the section of desert, and you have to use like an elevator, and you have to like find the password and all that kind of stuff. Uh, and then, of course, there is Underwater. Uh, and that's where you get like a lot of Atlantis, Lemuria, Mu, all these like lost continent things uh, that are also not my favorite. But hey, seen recently in Aquaman and about to be seen in uh, uh, Black Panda, uh, Black Panda. <laughs> <laughs> it's a cursed record. About to be seen <laughs> in, is. about to be seen in Black Panther 2 um, with. Namor's version of Atlantis. Uh, not sure how much of it we'll see yet because this recording is before it comes out. Uh, but I'm hoping. I'm hoping they they treat Namor right. He's he's a badass. <laughs> so yeah, I would say pick your biome and figure out like what what is going on. Is it like a magic thing? Is it just really hard to find? Do you need a password? Is it protected by something? You know what's going on. Why, why, why are, why are these areas unexplored? Why is this place difficult to get to? Yeah. And depending on like what time period you're doing with two, it could be even something that seems like very simple. Like if you're doing a Victorian area era setting, 
you could literally just have it be like there's like shit ton of like dangerous poisonous snakes and other like creatures that like roam like this jungle and just due to like how much dangers there are for a human explorer that and the fact that it might be like on a remote island or something like that it could just be like buried you could have like this entire city just buried in the middle of the jungle that no one can really get to or they get to but then they can't get out or don't want to leave and just end up dying there because uh (laughs) the surrounding area is so dangerous you know it could be something as simple as that sometimes but then of course you always have magic or like it's hidden in plain sight but not in an obvious way like a hollowed out mountain or something similar to that effect so yeah i think you can take yeah uh you can take like inspiration from a lot of different films and books uh but it like just pick your biome and then also think about like time period and like what would be difficult for people in that time period there's a reason why it's a little bit more antiquated (laughs) yeah yeah especially for like modern stuff like i don't know like i mean i guess you could do it as cyberpunk you just have to be you know very cyberpunky with a cyberpunk one because it'd basically have to be like someone's special like chat room virtual reality chamber that's been hidden away that some famous designer made or something like that that has like secret calculations to something or other in it or whatever i guess I mean, you could, it could do be it as simple as a mega corpse hidden experiments you know they have this whole like secret city laboratory where they do all their messed up stuff oh yeah that's true yeah someone's secret dungeon underneath their own castle i mean that's yeah, a little bit yeah. less <laughs> le- less interesting unless it's like vastly different i guess that's another thing to also think about too is um like not only do you have to pick like your biome type thing but you should also factor in like how is it vastly different than the things surrounding it because i guess that's kind of like a big point too isn't it usually like you if you have like a desert you'd be like oh my god you know it's dry it's hot it's horrible but then if you have like a place underground it's got like rivers and water and um it's like nice and cool as it's underground and it's like actually like comfortable to live in type of thing right all you have a bunch yeah of plants i mean down I, there i'm gonna talk about the hidden civilization a little bit later but yeah okay, you yeah. you they usually have some relationship, although not always, especially not in the case of the freaking Savage Land where it's like, yeah, you go through Antarctica and then once you enter into the Savage Land, it is a jungle, a very humid, hot jungle for reasons. <laughs> so <laughs> it's, it's technology. It's like, I don't know, ancient lost technology, probably Celestials. I don't remember. <laughs> As I said, Savage Land is not my favorite Marvel thing. But there are other options if you don't want to go the whole explorer route. Um, there is, of course, another great modern thing that I very much love. <sighs> that is Hollow Earth. Why'd you put it on here if you if you don't if you? Because it's an option. I like to present all the options. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, Kong Skull Island has it. It's technically in like Godzilla King of Monsters and stuff too. But yeah, they just have like Hollow Earth stuff. You go underground and suddenly it's like... Oh, yeah. Wasn't that about like the Kong sword was down there or something? The Kong axe. Yes. That's, axe. Uh, oh, my bad. My bad. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Only reference great films on here, everybody. Great films. <laughs> Don't say that. You'll demean the great films we actually do reference. <laughs> I know. I know. I'm sorry for anyone who really likes Kong Skull Island and stuff like that. It wasn't for me. Uh, but yeah, that is an option. I don't like it because real conspiracy theories bug me, but you do you. Play what you love. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, there's also, of course, the uh, kind of floating island thing, which would work well for Cyberpunk 2, 
Steve. Uh, actually, Battle oh, Angel yeah, I Lolita guess that's has true. That. That would actually be like pretty badass having like one person who's figured out how to have like an entire like floating island like rule over everything. And I was just like, how the fuck am I going to get up there and steal that shit? <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, I, I picked Laputa, Castle in the Sky, as uh, kind of the, the reference point. Although, as we just said, you can go more modern. Uh, and then, of course, there are the Unseen Worlds for various reasons. Uh, Neverwhere by Neil Gaiman, where kind of. I'm not sure how well it's aged. It's been a while since I've read it. I enjoyed it, oh man, like a decade ago when I read it. Uh, it's essentially that like the kind of cracks in society are like just a, a different world and that people, some people who appear homeless are just part of that world and their perception is attuned to see things differently and that's why they end up just looking weird to us. I'm, once again, I'm not sure it's aged super well, but it is an option. <laughs> Uh, which goes into the kind of the more, you know, ordinary one where it's Harry Potter, the magic world's just right over there. You just have to know how to get into it. And, uh, you know, normal people can't see it because magic. Very simple. Uh, yep. And then, of course, there's a darker version of all that uh, where, uh, you know, you can't see it because the only people who see it go mad like Cthulhu. Kind of goes along with what I was saying earlier is like you have a place that's just like so dangerous that. It's not like discovered or known because the people that do find it don't live to tell the tale or they just can't get to it or too or too afraid to a similar way. Yeah, definitely. So that brings me to kind of what is in your secret place, right? We touched on it a little bit earlier. As I mentioned with the classic one, you could always go prehistoric. Boom. Dinosaurs, big plants. I don't Dinosaurs are always cool. I've, I've now made two monster lists and I've been really tempted to put dinosaurs on for like one of them on both lists. <laughs> so uh, I was like, no, I'll just mention them during the Lost World episode we're going to do because I was already on the calendar. So here we go. Dinosaurs. If you don't love dinosaurs, I, I'm sorry for you. I really am. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's isn't it like great to throw dinosaurs into like your RPG? Because I mean, they're, they're giant things that you can fight. Or yeah. sometimes giant things you can ride. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, I put Dinotopia here because that's literally a book that's like a civilization that's learned to live with dinosaurs. So the art's beautiful for like the main series books. Um, I haven't read them in a long time, but I've read at least the first two. And it's just really cool world building and like the thought put into like the technology and how it like works alongside the dinosaurs and all that kind of stuff. So it's a good time. You can also go full hidden civilization and it can either be like low tech, uh, which in the middle of the Amazon jungle in Marvel, thank you, Marvel, lots of lost civilizations here. This is our third one in this episode. Uh, but Nova Roma is a hidden Roman civilization. Uh, it's from the new mutants comic book. It's just kind of like a preservation of like antiquity um, you have to kind of have a specific play group who like is into a period to really make this work, but it's there, you know, different and, uh, probably more effective is of course the high tech, especially if you're doing like a D and D game and want to like throw them a curveball. Um, high tech in cities are, you know, all the rage they, especially during the, uh, you know, early to mid 20th century. Uh, my reference here is Atalan. Uh, the City of the Inhumans from uh, the Fantastic Four comics, because I uh, don't want to reference the Inhumans show, because, yeah. But uh, <laughs> it can be really cool. Um, you know, often you have, like, with Atalan, you both have high tech 
and you have like biotech stuff. So, uh, you know, keep your options open and don't be afraid to genre blend your, your fantasy with your science fiction. Never be afraid of that. Yep. There's actually, uh, I don't know the name of the setting, but there actually is like a, uh, a D and think it's a 3.5 module originally where you can get like essentially like lasers and stuff like that. Except they explain it to you where like as a GM, you would explain to the, the players like, oh, you have this weird square thing. It's very smooth and you don't really understand what it's for. And then you like through like figuring it out, you're just like, oh, it's a data pad. But your character doesn't know what a data pad is. So it's kind of interesting having that like strange unknown aspect. That's like another big thing for uh, especially for like hidden civilizations is that like the things that they use in their world might not make any sense or you might not have any understanding of what it is the first time you see it. And then you have to kind of like learn about it and how it's used in this society. You kind of discover the remains of. Yeah. Um, I mean, you might also want to put that into your, your thought process, right? How are my players going to interpret this? What is this going to look like from the dominant culture that my players are, are from? Right. Yep. Which also goes uh, for magic. Maybe the civilization has really cool, like, awesome magic. Why, why, uh, why is it hidden? Is there some, like, dark secret? Is it, uh, you know, some blood magic? Maho. You, you've got uh, Monster's blood boiling already. I, I, I know. Uh, our friend Monster in uh, L5R uh, played a mage hunter, and they really hate the, the blood magic uh, <laughs> in that system. So, But yeah, like, you know, it can also be, like, different to use. Maybe it drains life. Who knows? I do kind of like the aspect of like, or pretty much all of these, having something that like where it's very different than everywhere else. Like if you wanted to do like a low tech, you could say, oh, well, this place like technology doesn't work or magic doesn't work here in high tech. Uh, you know, you're going from a quote unquote primitive or sim- more simplistic rather uh, society to like a super like sci-fi ish situation that they're in. And same thing with magic. You could have a very normal seeming setting, like a gritty, uh, like say noir. And they discover like someone is able to use magic and you discover, you know, like where they came from and you'd venture there and find out, you know, what's going on. And you're able to take some magic with you in a very simple sense. I think be able to take like things out of these, uh, settings back into your main setting. If this is not your entire campaign as a whole, (laughs) Could be kind of interesting if you just want to have it be like a short adventure or like a mini arc, Uh, having something that's vastly different from where you start. Yeah, especially because that low tech one where your technology doesn't work or your magic doesn't work, you know, Mm -hmm. finding out why it doesn't work could be really game changing (laughs) and uh, Uh, very true. uh, (laughs) Yeah, it really makes certain (laughs) things happen. Man, that'd be a really good just like plot device in general for like. Oh yeah, we can't let the villain have this. This could <laughs> cause all sorts of problems if they could control, you know, when you can and cannot use magic or technology. Yeah, especially if you have like a villain field. who's who's very into just like basic like physical like combat. Be uh, be interesting. Yeah, because we we need Juggernaut who can't be psychically psychically controlled while he has his helmet on. Got it. I mean, there there is figuring out how to get around that. Remember to think about how to get around it, too. (laughs) (laughs) I guess. Yeah, true. True. (laughs) But yeah, uh, so that's like getting there and what is there and kind of what you need to think about for that. 
I did want to kind of go over the like classic stretch of characters because we've talked about this before with like team building or making characters, making sure kind of everyone has a role. And the early Lost World stuff had very much like roles <laughs> for people. Um, so you'd usually have the scientist um, who really wants to make this discovery. And you can either go like pure intentions or like corrupt intentions. That's kind of up to you. Usually the corrupt intentions are left to the financier, the person paying for this stuff, who's like the asshole and often turns out to be the villain. <laughs> but, you know, it doesn't always have to be that way. Uh, and then you kind of have your lead character, uh, an explorer, an adventurer, a hunter, sometimes multiple for like different facets of the thing. Like, oh, you have your vehicle person and then you have like your jungle survival person, you know, stuff like that. Uh and um, your, your guide is, a, is another way too. Yeah. 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 It can be the guide. Um, sometimes the guide is the explorer. Sometimes the guide is like a local inhabitant or a savage. Not, not my term. Uh, but... it, it should be somebody who has like the knowledge is, I guess a, a good way to, to put it too. It's like, it's the person that like knows things in regards to what yeah, you're doing, yeah. but maybe not exactly everything or can really rationalize what they're seeing or experiencing. Exactly. And I, should also note while I'm discussing the less savory, less well-aged things, uh, that this local inhabitant is often, you know, the uh, the fur bikini woman or the like uh, uh, skin, uh, you know, the deerskin speedo dude, uh, or you know, the uh, the the fur uh, clothed uh, androgynous, per- whatever you want to do, basically. Uh, <laughs> but this is often how the trope has been played. I just like to let people know, you know, nothing like going up to someone and saying, oh, yeah, we're doing a Lost World game. And like they're familiar with the genre and they like look at you like you're like a horrible person. <laughs> uh, so, you know, maybe try to flip that trope like on its head or something. But yeah, if yeah. you're doing a cyberpunk, it could be, you know, that uh, that nerd on the net that you found that like happens to research weird stuff because they, uh, you know, have like an interest in like uncommon knowledge they're just like well i've got all this information here we got to go here and do this thing and you know and you can do you can figure this out i don't know that'd be a more interesting way to do it than yeah please don't do like okay well we're (laughs) we're all uh british explorers and we've got to talk to the natives who wear almost nothing and bring you know said tribe person with us and have them (laughs) get killed because yeah, they're usually going to get killed. Yeah, which, uh, you know, segues nicely into my major uh, issues of the genre. Uh, thank you, Steve. Yep. Uh, colonialism. <laughs> you're welcome. Not intentional, but you're welcome. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it was developed during the Victorian era and popularized during some, we'll say, less good times. I'm going with less good times. As far yeah, as, like, yeah. Less good times. Less good times. Yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, colonialism, colonization, um, what is a civilization are often, like, aspects. And they're aspects that, it, you know, like in Shang-Chi, it's very much, like, turned on its head. Uh, Wakanda is potentially, like, a, a hidden civilization. And that's super oh, yeah. turned on its head. Yeah, intentionally by Stan Lee. Because it's been that way since, like, the earliest comics to lesser extent then. But definitely more extent now, you know. Uh, you have issues of survival. Um, working with nature is often a thing uh, in relation to that. Uh, and then, of course, you have science. So. Science! <laughs> exactly. So there's, like, good stuff here. 
which is why we're doing a, an episode on it. I, I think the genre is worthwhile, and I think it can be interesting, uh, especially if you kind of know what you're doing and can really, you know, you can think about this. You, dear listener, you can make this work. I believe in you. <laughs> yeah, it, it's it's not that hard. Um, well, I mean, if you're doing something new that you've never done, it's probably going to feel like it's difficult or it may look like it's difficult, but it's really not. Uh, like, for example, I, mean, I didn't really like go into like great detail, like how it originated, but uh, I have or I had a campaign with uh, someone that I just ran like with a single player, essentially. And they were essentially inside this large city that had like multiple uh, like it was a medieval city. They had like multiple layers of different types of like lands. So like on the far outskirts, you had like the very crowded, like it was pretty much just like stone and buildings. And then as you got more towards like the center, you had like more of the, like the rich people in their territory. And so they had a lot more like grass and vast lands and everything like that. And the player had eventually built up to uh, be able to buy a piece of property and uh, be able to get it like a piece of noble property. So they got this giant hill. They're like, I want it. I want a hill with like a bunch of like stuff that I can put on it. Um, so this, we were using like a visual map and they had picked out a place on there and I was like, Oh, okay, cool. And they wanted to do some stuff with it. And where they like built down into this, this hill, um, in this land. And I was just like, Oh, okay. Can I do anything with that? I ended up putting like a sort of, um, we called it like a Gaia cave, uh, which it was basically like a bioluminescent forest. It was somehow like growing underground in this this hill, which is why the mound was there. <laughs> it essentially like built up and the trees like lifted up like the earth in a way. And so like there's this whole ecosystem down there and it was perfect for that player. That player was playing like a healer and they could go and, you know, like get different types of herbs and stuff and make unique medicines out of this like alien type vegetation and there was all sorts of different animals down there to like contend with or to try and befriend that type of stuff so i don't know like you, you can you can put it pretty much anywhere i literally put it in a very civilized major city <laughs> yeah also bioluminescence always cool oh yeah i love bioluminescence especially when it's that's one of the things that is like very catching for this uh genre at least for me is that when i did this for this player they were like wow, this is really cool because it was vastly different from everything they were experiencing. It was like, oh, I'm going to go out into the forest and do some some stuff and look for a hidden temple. Okay, cool. Found the hidden temple. You know, it's like, that's kind of Lost World-ish. You know, you find a temple that's like thousands of years old for that, you know, setting. You know, no one's been there for a while. You get to, you know, see this weird stuff or crazy magic they had back then. Weird rituals. Okay, cool. Bioluminescent cave underneath, you know, like my property that I just bought in the middle of this fucking city that no one knows about, and I get to reap the benefits of it. Fuck yeah! <laughs> like I don't know, it's just like an impressive thing when it happens. So it can be a fun way to like surprise your players. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, so yeah, I, uh, I guess I just wanted to go over like the the things that are important, right? So yep. how is it hidden? How important is Hopefully the area well. of secrecy? <laughs> Because uh, sometimes, right, the the civilization there doesn't want to be found. Sometimes they want to be, you know, make contact with the outside world, but you got to make sure, like, it's done properly. So, like, you know, think about the different motives. Think about, you know, are we going preservation, exploitation? Are we just trying to escape from the dinosaurs that want to eat us? Uh, do we want to use the knowledge <laughs> but preserve the culture? 
it, it's it's probably a more complex question than maybe one first thinks about, you know? Yeah. Uh, and of course, what is special, unique, or interesting about it? Is it cool magic, cool tech, cool anti-magic, cool anti-tech? <laughs> um, and when you get there, you know, keep in mind, it doesn't always have to be like a paradise. Every place no, has it doesn't. problem. Even utopias. So, you know, finding a utopian or a dystopian civilization, like what's going on? Yep. I would say, I, uh, oh man, it's been so, while, uh, so long since I've uh, played the games. So Monster's probably going to rip into me. It's like, you, you, it's... You didn't, <laughs> you didn't get right, but I, I believe in one of the Uncharted games, there was uh, like a civilization where they were able to find something. I can't remember what the source was. I don't want to spoil it anyway if I did remember what it was, but I believe it was like somehow like harvesting the souls and like trapping them to a city. So the people were like the villagers were like dying and they're like spirits that are like trying to keep people away as you play through it. And so, you know, it could be like, oh, there's this beautiful city and all this awesome stuff. There's tons of riches all over the place. But, you know, it, it's actually like essentially someone's personal hell now because yeah. <laughs> they're trapped there for all eternity. So it, it, the, it's, the it's kind of nice to have a... does not have to be happy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yep. Yep. So even if it's like a beautiful or like initially like inspiring or uh, seemingly like rich on valuable resources or whatever something that would like normally pull people in. You could always flip that and make it be like, Oh, everything's not what it seems. <laughs> this place sucks. You don't want to be here. You really want to leave. I mean, we did mention uh relay and Cthulhu and stuff as a, yep. as a, a, a yep. lost world. And uh, that's not good. Also like you see the savage land is not always a nice place. Krakoa is started off as literally a villain. Um, she is, she's place is not a nice place. <laughs> Uh, Neverwhere has warring factions. Atlantis has warring factions. Usually Harry Potter has warring factions. <laughs> like these places have their own stuff going on. So, yep. Uh, but yeah, uh, that's, that's the genre. Uh, I don't know. Uh, I think, I think we can, we can take it back. Taking it back. Wakanda we're, forever. we're taking it back. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you should, uh, I don't know if you should necessarily have to do this in every session or not every session. I mean, every campaign, but I wouldn't, I would at least consider it in every campaign. Like, think about it. It's like, is there a way I could do this and would it be cool and make it interesting? Because I feel like this could be almost an arc all on its own. Like, yeah, definitely. Easily. Yeah. Especially if you're looking for like a change of pace for like, you're kind of like. Absolutely. You know, maybe, maybe it's gotten into like a little bit of like a routine. Like you're, you're kind of tired of the, like the same old villains, you know, crack open a lost world, whole new shit. <laughs> True. Yeah. It's actually a really, uh, and thinking about it, but this would be a good uh, genre for like uh, breaking like your writer's block or I guess like DM's block in a way. Mm, um, true. Because like if you're not, like, not sure what you want to do with like the main campaign, you could just have the characters like stumble upon uh, something like this and then they end up like exploring it and getting, you know, stuck in that. And then now you can kind of just like focus on this like little mini arc or mini campaign as it were. And then take the time to kind of like refigure out what you want to do with the other stuff, especially if your, your main block is uh, figuring out what you want to do with the villain. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I don't know. Like it's a good genre to pick and I think you should uh, at least consider it. I agree. Uh, well, I, is that it? Is that it? Uh, I think so. I don't have any other uh, references. I mean, I've only done, well, actually 
I, I guess kind of in a way some of my uh Crimson Night game has some stuff like that in a way. Like you kinda you guys went into like a water world, which is yeah, sorta I mean not quite, but Yeah, I mean it's more like it it's mixed in with space travel. I mean space travel's like similar but like different. Uh, so. Yeah, so you're kind of expecting it when you go like, oh I'm gonna go to a new planet, there's gonna be some weird shit here. Like you're yeah. yeah. Like this is more like unexpected or like shocking or like you have the suspense of like I've heard of this Atlantis this Atlantis place I need to go and find it and you know see what I can discover here and what magic and riches might be there type of thing. Um, I guess you could have it. As, I don't know. Yeah, I don't have anything else to add. Do you? <laughs> nope. Nope. <laughs> okay. Well then, remember to play what you love, and until next time, may your characters do something epic in a lost place at a lost time. I don't, I don't know where to go. After that. Yeah, I was, I was like, I don't know where you're going. That like, galaxy like, do I do I do like a Damn Twilight it, Zone? Like, do 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 do. All right. Are we gonna have a Twilight Zone episode now? Um, Ooh. Oh God, he's Ooh, adding it to the dock. Don't tell me. <laughs> Thank you for listening. If you have any comments, questions, interjections, queries, notes, formal challenges, or suppositions, please email us at roimperfection at gmail.com. That's R-O-I-M-P-E-R-F-E-C-T-I-O-N at symbol G-M-A-I-L dot com. Or follow us on Twitter at roimperfection or Instagram search roimperfection. You can also visit our website at roimperfection.com. If you enjoyed our work, leave us a rating and review wherever you listen to podcasts. Have a great week, everybody.